Hey church, we are starting a brand new series today called Teach Us to Pray. You may recognize that phrase. It comes straight from the Gospel of Luke. As the disciples watched Jesus pray to the Father, they saw something in the way that he prayed that didn't represent the way that they experienced prayer. And so they asked the Lord Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? If there's anything in the season that we're in, the craziness that we experience in our world right now, anything that I've learned that is important, it's the importance of prayer. It's the importance of prayer. You know, I've been reminded how very little control, I mean, I have absolutely no control over anything, really. And yet, I can bring my requests and my needs and my prayers to the one who has control over everything over everything. And I'm also convicted by this quote by D.L. Moody. He said, I'd rather be able to pray than to be a great preacher. Jesus never taught his disciples how to preach, but only how to pray. Whew. And that quote will preach. Amen. I mean, this is what, what Jesus taught his disciples is how to pray. And so I, the question I have for, for us and for myself is this, why don't we pray more? Why don't we pray more? I mean, we have access to the God of heaven, and we know that God invites us to pray, and He loves to hear our prayers, and that He is able to answer our prayers. Why don't we pray more? And I know there's any number of reasons. Probably the most popular reason is just the difficulty that we have in trying to communicate with, with a person that we can't physically see with our eyes, all right, or audibly hear with our ears. I get that that's, that's, that's hard, but, but maybe, maybe we don't know why we pray. Maybe that's the reason why you don't pray very much is because we don't really get why we do it. Or maybe, maybe we don't really know how to pray. Maybe we don't know how to pray. I know some of us feel like, I don't really have a grasp on how to do it. I'm not eloquent enough, or I don't know the words to say enough. Well, here's the good news this morning, is we're in the same boat as those who listened to and followed Jesus. That Jesus taught about this, and he, the disciples themselves asked him to teach them how to pray. We're in the same boat as, as they are. All right, and so we're going to walk through this series, Teach Us to Pray. We're going to walk through what we call the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to break this up into um, uh, a little bit at a time, a little section each single week. We're going to walk through it phrase by phrase. Now, the Lord's Prayer, if you're familiar with it, it's way more than just like a pregame locker room kind of group chant. <laughs> and it's not some kind of magical you know, formula that we can recite that's going to, you know, somehow, you know, call God's favor upon us. No, it's, it's a model for how we are to pray. It's, it's an example of, of how we can pray. We can pray these exact words, but it means nothing unless there's, there's heart behind those words. And, and, and so this isn't, hey, pray this verbatim and God will bless you. No, this is a model for us to follow. But before we jump into the Lord's Prayer, we need to see the context for when this, Jesus was teaching about the Lord's Prayer. See, there was two, two recorded times in Scripture where Jesus was teaching on this. In both of these instances, there's a little bit of fluctuation in the language. Okay, Matthew chapter 6 
is one of those occasions, and then Luke chapter 11, like I just mentioned. Matthew 6, let's talk about that for a second. The context here is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is preaching his longest recorded sermon, and in the context in Matthew 6, he's talking to, um, as he's preaching, he's talking about giving and then praying and fasting, these religious um, spiritual actions or practices. And he's talking about these things. And, And what he says in Matthew 6, he says, When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray... Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And so as Jesus is talking about religious activity like giving and praying and fasting, he says the same thing in all these instances. He says, don't do these things publicly to be seen. All right, don't don't do these things for show to to, uh, impress others. No, that's not the reason you do it. Do them quietly. Do them secretly. Do them before God. And this God who is in secret will reward you for these things. You know, it reminds me of kids. Um, kids want to be seen, right? It reminds me of my seven-year-old daughter, Blakeney, who will, who will, you know, who will say, Daddy, watch me. Daddy, watch this. You know, and all kids do it. They want to be seen that, you know, she's going to do a cartwheel. So, Daddy, watch, watch me do this, all right? And, and there's this desire to, to have eyes upon you to see what you're doing. And that's kind of what the religious hypocrites were doing. They were saying, we're praying and we're giving and we're fasting. We're doing these good things, but with impure motives. We're doing these things so that others will see us and be impressed by how godly we are. And Jesus, in his teaching, he says, this is not why you pray. No, you don't pray to be seen. You're not praying to impress others. You're not praying to gain approval. You're not even praying to make God aware of your stuff because he says in verse 8, he already, ha- he already knows what you need before you ask him. He's already aware. So it's not like we're bringing God up to speed on our life. He already knows, right? So we're not, we're not praying to impress. We're not praying to gain approval. We're not praying to inform or to make God aware of anything. No, what prayer is all about is God wants time with you. God wants time with me. It's for us to get into the secret place with Him, where we commune and communicate with Him. You know, it's kind of like if, if, if your spouse or if my wife were to come to me and say, Honey, let's do a date night. I really want to be with you tonight. And it would be like me saying, well, you know what, honey, why do we need to, why do we need to go do that? Why do we need to go out? We're, we're together all the time, right? We're with each other. Okay, husbands, don't do that, all right? Take your wife on a date. But, but here's, here's the thing. It's about being with. It's this, this 
time with one another together, this special time. This is what God wants from us. He's not wanting us to just throw words at him or just to ask him for stuff. He wants to be with us. I'm convinced that God isn't as concerned about our words as we tend to be. You know, sometimes we feel like, again, we're not eloquent enough. We don't know the right words. We don't know enough Bible or theological words to pray. You know, sometimes we're embarrassed to pray publicly because, like, I don't, I, I don't have the right words. Listen, it's God's not, not wanting the right words from you. The thing God wants from you is you. God wants our heart. He wants our presence. He wants our devotion more than he wants our words. You know, this Greek word for room, when Jesus says, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. That word room was a Greek word that referenced uh, like a store room where treasures were kept. And so here's this little nugget of truth Jesus kind of drops in the middle of this teaching where he says, hey, when you get into your prayer closet with God, there, there's treasure. There's treasure waiting for you there in the presence of your Father when you pray to Him, when you get into that secret place with Him. So why pray? And not to be seen by others, but to see God to be seen by God, to be with Him. You know, prayer is all about presence. Prayer is all about presence. God invites us into His presence, and when you and I pray, we take up His offer, and we, we draw near to Him. We come into His presence. Hebrews 4, 6, one of my favorite passages on prayer. We're invited in. It says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We're invited to come near to the throne of grace where we will experience and find and receive grace to help us. Back in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29, 12, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will what? I will hear you. When you call upon me, when you come, when you pray to me, there's this invitation to presence, to draw near. That when we draw near, He hears us. He draws near to us. He answers us. He gives us grace. And so why do we pray? Prayer is all about presence. Our presence with God, God's presence with us. Not to be seen, but to see God. How do we pray? Well, that's, that's the subject of what we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks as we jump into the Lord's Prayer. But there's one thing that I want to mention that we cannot miss in all of this as we approach this subject of prayer. You and I will get nothing out of this study. We will get nothing out of this series if we don't approach it like the disciples did. Now, I mentioned Luke 11, 1. I want to read it to you. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. They watched him pray. They, they saw it modeled before their very eyes. And they said, this, 
this experience with, their, with his father is not like our experience. And so they wanted in. They wanted to be able to pray like Jesus prayed. And so they asked him, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. You know what those disciples were? They were not curious about prayer. They were not mildly interested in prayer. No, they were hungry. They were hungry, y'all. They wanted to know how to pray like Jesus prayed. And so they asked him, would you teach us? Because here's the truth. When you are hungry for something, I mean, when you are genuinely in your gut hungry for something, you will do bold, crazy, out-of-the-box things in order to fulfill that appetite in you. I mean, just think of it physically. When you're hungry for something, you will go out of your way to, to satisfy that appetite. Okay, if I am hungry for banana pudding, which I'm a huge fan of, all right? If I was hungry for banana pudding, I would do something weird and crazy and outside of the box or out of the norm. Like, I would go to Krispy Kreme right now because they're having a special deal on dessert donuts, one of them being banana pudding donuts, all right? I'm getting hungry and hungrier and hungry as we talk, all right? Um, so let me move on. I, I will go and do something about it. I won't go, yeah, I, I'd like to do that and, and do nothing. No, having a want or a desire and actually being hungry are two different things. And the disciples, they wanted to grow in, in prayer and how they prayed and how they communed with God. And so what did they do? They were so bold as to say, Jesus, would you teach us how to do what you do? Would you teach us how to pray? Because we want to grow in this. They were hungry. They said, I want that. All right, there is a, a little Napoleon Dynamite reference there if you're not familiar. I bet you folks don't have one of these. I want that. I said, I want that. I, we need what you have. Would you teach us how to pray? And so here's, here's the funny thing. If you, if you desire, if you have a hunger, if you want to grow in prayer, it all begins with a prayer. And that prayer is, Lord, would you teach me how to pray? Would you teach me how to pray? However, let's be real, y'all. You may be sitting there and going, you know what? I, don't, I really don't care. Or I, I have a desire to get better at this. I want to be better, but there's no hunger in you. Tune in every week. Watch, listen if you want, and do nothing change nothing. And guess what? Nothing will happen. You will not grow. But if you, if you really have a hunger to grow in this, it begins with a prayer that says, Lord, would you teach me how to pray? I don't have this all figured out. Maybe you pray a lot. Maybe you're a prayer warrior. My guess is that you would still want to grow. It all begins with a prayer. Lord, would you teach me how to pray? 
I don't want to just listen to a sermon. I don't just want to read some scripture. I don't want to just memorize a prayer and recite it. God, I want to grow in this. So Lord, would you teach me how to pray? We can't miss that, y'all. We've got to have that same type of spirit if this is going to be an experience and a growing thing in our lives and not just another sermon series. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. So let me give you three, maybe four quick action steps in this if you do want to grow in this. Number one is this. Confess to yourself and maybe to others, maybe you're in a tribe, or maybe you're you know, with some others today, or maybe you wanna discuss this with a friend or a spouse, confess to yourself and then to others. Maybe just ask yourself this question and give yourself a minute for God to search your heart and then answer it, confess it. Here's a question. What makes prayer so difficult for me? What makes prayer so hard for me to do? Think about that. Give God some space to bring to light why. And number two, if there is a hunger to grow in this, pray that prayer today. Say, Lord, would you teach me how to pray? Maybe there's not really a hunger. There's a want to, to have a hunger. Maybe it starts with a prayer like this. Lord, I want to want to grow in this, but I don't have the hunger that I need. So God, would you give me a hunger? Would you stir something up in me? Would you create in me a hunger to get after this? Because I want to grow. Okay, so pray. Number three, maybe you would consider joining me for a 21-day Bible reading plan. The Bible reading plan is called Pray Like Jesus. All right, I don't know if you've ever done a Bible reading plan through the Bible app. It's a free app. Uh, if, if you don't know how to access that, we, every single week, uh, even through this quarantine, we have our, our sermon notes every single week for each week's sermon. If you don't know how to access that, go to friendshipwired.com slash apps, A-P-P-S, and you'll find on there some of the apps that we have available or that we promote or we, we use as a church. One of those is the Bible app. If you go on there, you'll find how to access our sermon notes. On there, you'll also find a link to this 21-day Bible reading plan, also posted on our social media as well. But join me for this. Uh, if you've never done one of these with others, it's, it's cool. If you're in this plan together, there's a devotional uh, little reading there. There is a Bible reading, and then there's a talk it over section where you can kind of comment and we can have a communication thread. And so I'd invite you to join me on this 21-day Bible reading plan. It's called Pray Like Jesus, all right? So there's, there's an action step for you if you're hungry to grow in this. Here's a fourth kind of an optional extra credit option for you, okay? Let me grab a book here. It's a book that I've had on my shelf for a while that I, I, I want to, uh, I've wanted to start reading. And with this series, I'm going to start. And maybe you're a reader and you want to read this with me. The book is called Prayer by Timothy Keller. Um, pastor Tim Keller, former pastor, um, leader, one of my favorite authors and, and leaders, gospel-centered leaders. Um, incredible book. I've just started digging into it, and I invite you. Maybe you're a reader. Maybe you want to. Maybe you're you're really hungry for this. Um, jump into this reading with me. It's called Prayer: Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God. And so I'd invite you to maybe grab that book and, and read it, and uh, maybe let me know what you're thinking, and we can kind of communicate back and forth on what you're getting out of that. 
So those are three or four action steps for you if you are hungry. Of course, another action step is um, be involved in the sermon series along the way uh, and participate in that, all right? Well, here's what I want to do as we close out um, this particular sermon. You know, I want to end each week by doing a little reading out of this, another book. It's called The Valley of Vision. Uh, this is an old school. It's, it's a collection of, of old Puritan prayers and devotionals. Um, it's, it's one of those that's kind of in some old King James language. Um, and it's from, you know, Puritans. But man, there is this purity of devotion to Christ that uh, we just don't see uh, in 2020. And so these are just some rich prayers. And I want to read a prayer uh, every single week to end, you know, as we walk through the Lord's Prayer. And today's reading, today's prayer is called God Enjoyed. God Enjoyed. And so let me read it to you. Thou incomprehensible but prayer-hearing God, known but beyond knowledge, revealed but unrevealed, my wants and welfare draw me to thee, for thou hast never said, Seek ye me in vain. To thee I come in my difficulties, necessities, distresses. Possess me with thyself, with a spirit of grace and supplication, with a prayerful attitude of mind, with access into warmth of fellowship, so that in the ordinary concerns of life my thoughts and desires may rise to thee, and in habitual devotion I may find a resource that will soothe my sorrows, sanctify my successes, and qualify me in all ways for dealings with my fellow men. I bless thee that thou hast made me capable of knowing thee, the author of all being, of resembling thee, the perfection of all excellency, of enjoying thee, the source of all happiness. O God, attend me in every part of my arduous and trying pilgrimage. I need the same counsel, defense, comfort I found at my beginning. Let my religion be more obvious to my conscience, more perceptible to those around. While Jesus is representing me in heaven, may I reflect him on earth. While he pleads my cause, may I show forth his praise. Continue the gentleness of thy goodness towards me. And whether I wake or sleep, let thy presence go with me. Thy blessing attend me. Thou hast led me on, and I have found thy promises true. I have been sorrowful, but thou hast been my help. Fearful, but thou hast delivered me. Despairing, but thou hast lifted me up. Thy vows are ever upon me, and I praise thee, O God. I'm excited to join you on this journey as we ask the Lord to teach us to pray. And would you make that your prayer with me this morning? Father, would you teach us how to pray? Would you help us to have a hunger to grow in this? And Lord, would you grow us? Would you reveal to us those weak areas, those blind spots? Would you help, help increase our dependence upon you? Would you increase our devotion to you? God, would you grow us in this? Lord, we want to see you. We want to know you. And so, Lord, would you help us, we pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen.